From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Riots have erupted in the US as protesters react to Donald Trump's attempts to cling to power. Every vote counts. Count every vote. That's the phrase echoing along Fifth Avenue right now. As Trump's grasp on the presidency slips out of his fingers, his campaign has announced a number of legal challenges aimed at disrupting the vote count. Trump campaign now is filing suit to stop the counting of votes. He is challenging votes that were happening on election night that were still being counted in the hours after the election. Talking about four In some states, Trump is attempting to completely stop any further counting. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list, okay? While the current president is digging in, Joe Biden's position in key states continues to strengthen, placing him on the cusp of victory. But this will not be my victory alone or our victory alone. It'll be a victory for the American people, for our democracy, for America. Today, journalist Oscar Schwartz on the likelihood of Trump hijacking the result and what a potential Biden presidency could look like. So, Oscar, at this point in time, a Biden victory looks likely. However, we we know that Donald Trump claimed that he had won very early on in all of this. So let's talk a bit about what Trump and his team have been saying about the result. So on election night, I went to bed just after Biden came out at one of his car rallies in his home state of Delaware. And his message was, have patience, let's count the vote. But he was optimistic. But who knew we're going to go into maybe tomorrow morning, maybe even longer. But look, we feel good about where we are. We really do. Then later on election night or early that morning, Trump did what many predicted. Thank you. And in a speech from the East Room of the White House, he declared that he was the victor of the 2020 election. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. Despite the fact that there was millions of outstanding ballots left to be counted in several key states, he also started attacking the legitimacy of the vote counting efforts, calling them fraudulent. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want to... And then the next morning on Twitter, he started claiming states like Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina and Michigan, again despite the vote not being fully counted and Biden even leading in some. So while Trump is, is publicly claiming victory and threatening these legal challenges, actual votes were being counted. So what happened in those key states once the ballots closed? So on election night itself, things were looking pretty close. This is a race that is too close to call. So nobody is being declared a winner here, either by NBC News, other media. There are a couple of crucial states like Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania where Trump appeared to be ahead. Now in Pennsylvania, Donald Trump at the moment uh, standing on 56% compared to Joe Biden's 41. Of course, it's very difficult. But then 
You know, we talked about the progression over the last several hours, the progression in Wisconsin, the progression in Michigan. In late accounting, the result started looking better for Biden because of the count of all those mail-in votes. ABC News is now projecting Joe Biden will win the key state of Michigan. That state has gone to Democrats. And then Michigan and Wisconsin, of course, were eventually declared for him. Yeah, this is huge for Joe Biden, a pretty big blow to the president, really narrowing his... So what about the remaining states? Well, North Carolina looks like a hold for Trump. Georgia and Pennsylvania are really, really close, but leaning Biden. Arizona and Nevada look likely for Biden. Uh, And if Biden holds Arizona and Nevada, that's enough for him to win it from here. And I guess this is looking likely at this stage. So even as counting is continuing and Biden's position is looking more and more secure. Donald Trump is doubling down on his accusations of fraud and and trying to interfere by launching legal action? Yes. So this was always going to happen. The president's biggest battlegrounds, the courtrooms in the states that will decide the presidential race. Uh, Trump was going to question the count back. He was always saying that mail-in was fraudulent. I'm not going to say which party does it, but thousands of votes are gathered and they come in and they're dumped in a location and then all of a sudden you lose elections that you think you're going to win. And now we're seeing him really lean into that. His campaign threatening a recount in Wisconsin and filing... Calling for a count back in Wisconsin and um, already filing lawsuits in Pennsylvania. And so as it's becoming clear that Joe Biden is ahead, what has he himself been saying about the results and also about Trump's claims? My fellow Americans yesterday once again proved that democracy is the heartbeat of this nation. So he's more or less maintained his line. It's wait for the count, but he's optimistic. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. He's not claiming victory yet. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. So we're in a situation where we have Biden, who seems likely to become the next president, but he's facing an incumbent who seems like he's accusing the election of being rigged and is going to double down on that. So this means we're in for a really tumultuous few weeks, regardless of what happens to the actual votes that are counted in the next little while. We'll be back in a moment. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for the Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. Oscar, 
At this moment in time, Biden is closing in on the presidency. And while it's still too early to call it, especially given Trump's demands for a recount and his legal threats, I do want to talk about what a Biden presidency might actually look like. So what are his key policies? So in the short term, I guess he just really wants to address the pandemic differently to how Trump has gone about it. The core principle is simple. Public health professionals must be the ones making our public health decisions. He wants to set up a national contact tracing program. He wants to establish testing centres in every state. And he also wants to provide free coronavirus testing to all and supports the nationwide mask mandate. So let's institute a mask mandate nationwide, starting immediately, and we will save lives. The estimates are we'll save over 40,000 lives. In terms of the environment, he wants the US to reach net zero emissions by 2050, along with a $2 trillion investment in green energy. He will also sign back onto the Paris Accord. I will join the Paris Accord because with us out of it, look what's happening. It's all falling apart. And talk about someone who... He also wants to reverse Trump's tax cuts and raise taxes for those earning over $400,000 a year. Economically, he also wants to raise the federal minimum wage to $15 from what it's currently at at $7.25. And he also wants to protect and expand the Affordable Care Act, which, of course, he was closely involved with during the Obama administration. If you qualify for Medicaid and the state hasn't provided it, you'd automatically be enrolled. I'm going to protect you like I tried to protect my own family. My own family. Despite that, he is inheriting a raging pandemic, an economic disaster, an incumbent who will refuse to concede, a conservative Supreme Court and a nation divided. So I think the first few months of the Biden presidency will be a matter of putting out spot fires rather than implementing these kind of longer-term plans. And, Oscar, Americans didn't just vote for a president this week. They also voted for congressional representatives and, and senators. So what has happened in those races and, and what does it mean for Biden's agenda? Yeah, so the Democrats haven't done as well as they thought they would. Nothing fundamentally has changed. The Democrats have held the House and the Republicans have held the Senate. They were hoping for a flip of the Senate, but that hasn't happened. They haven't done as well there and they lost a few key races that they thought they were a chance to win. So basically, that means going forward, no matter who wins, we're going to see more political gridlock. And it means it will be extremely difficult for him to pass any meaningful legislation that changes key policies. I mean, Mitch McConnell showed during the Obama administration just how difficult he could make it for Obama's policies to get through. So this is a full bore socialism on the march in the House. And yeah, as long as I'm the majority leader of the Senate, none of that stuff is going anywhere. And it will be the same for Biden. Oscar, as it currently stands, Donald Trump is threatening legal action in multiple states. And while there isn't much detail right now about exactly what he's planning, how seriously should we be taking those threats? Could they change the outcome? I think we should be taking it as seriously as possible. So the way I see it, I think there's kind of two scenarios from here. 
The first one is that Biden takes Arizona and Nevada. The Republicans and the conservative media respect the outcome and eventually Trump has to concede. And so far, the Republicans have basically held the line of count the vote. Even Fox News seems to be driven by count the vote at this stage. But the second scenario, I think, is a little bit scarier. So let's say it remains extremely close in a number of these key battleground states, like super, super close. Then the lawsuits begin to multiply. As we talked about, Trump's already demanding a recount in Wisconsin and challenging the counting process in Pennsylvania. He does have some allies like Giuliani who are claiming that dead people have voted in Pennsylvania. You have a reputation for dead people voting? And we're going to go look at just how many dead people voted here. I didn't think we'd have to do that, but we will. And you have a so in the meantime, I think if this transpires, Trump, based off what we've seen so far, will leverage this chaos on Twitter. He'll spread the message of voter fraud. He'll begin to pressure Republican allies to back him in. And then they will start to increase this legal assault, trying to appeal it all the way to the Supreme Court. And I think that all of it depends on Trump being able to bend reality in the coming weeks. He has to convince enough people that the vote was in fact fraudulent, despite there being a distinct lack of evidence at this stage that this is the case. But his entire presidency really has been about refining this ability to bend the truth and making politics feel like this epistemic free-for-all where anything could be true. I just wonder whether Americans and the institutions here will be able to withstand this. And ultimately, the faster Biden can secure the 270 to stop Trump from doing this reality bending, the better off this country will be, I'd say. Mm, so a real test then of of all of the US's institutions. And at this point in time, you're saying that bets are still off as to as to what Donald Trump might do. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would put a bet on is that he won't concede. Oscar, thank you so much for talking to me again. Thanks, Ruby. For Sloane Crosley, writing about the loss of a friend may not have provided catharsis, but it did allow for the possibility of a better ending. Like you have this amazing meal that's this friendship and then you have a really, 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 really bad dessert with shards of glass in it. And then like the book is like, you know, those little chunks of chocolate that come with the bill. I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Also in the news today, a Melbourne man has been charged with preparing an act of foreign interference after a year-long probe by ASIO and the Australian Federal Police. He's the first person in Australia to be charged with a foreign interference offence since Federal Parliament passed the laws in 2018. And protests have erupted across the United States from both sides of the political divide. Protesters in cities including Oakland, Chicago and Boston have called for every vote to be counted, while Trump supporters gathered outside a Detroit voting centre called for counting to be stopped. The National Guard has been activated in Portland after a demonstration turned violent. 7am is a daily show from The Monthly and The Saturday Paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. 
El Marsh is our features and field producer in a position that's supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our editor-in-chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. Subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out. I'm Ruby Jones. See you next week.